Uh, welcome to the Aussie Villains podcast. Unfortunately, you have to hear my dulcet tones only today. Boys unavailable due to injury. So it's the Aussie Villains podcast with Paul looking at the Forest game. But of course, we're excited because, you know what? It's the Villa. I'll answer your questions and we'll preview the Forest game. This is the Aussie Villains podcast. I'm going solo on the Aussie Villains podcast. Because they were underperforming so much that I think mm. it's why it considered, it's considered such a such an upturn. Because they, they do have some quality players in this mm. side. We've seen the the level that Ollie Watkins has reached to now. I mean, they've been able to bring in some fantastic players as well, like Diaby, who only a few seasons ago was being quoted mm. nearly a hundred million pounds to try and buy him. They got him for a great deal. You're now seeing Leon Bailey work really well. Dulles, um, uh, Louise is uh, smashing it in midfield. McGinn as well. They. Unai Emery is a fantastic manager, and I think with the way things ended at Arsenal, um, it probably led to people thinking he was a lot worse than he actually was. He's a he's a brilliant man manager, a brilliant tactical manager as well. Has so many um, different assets to his game, and has been able to to use the kind of players that Aston Villa had, which were good, uh, to his advantage. So we take on Forest at midnight Queensland time. You can figure out your own times around the country, the wonderful country of ours with daylight savings and different time zones. And look, there's been some results, I think, that have gone our way this weekend that make the game even bigger of importance to us, as if every game's not. Um, but overnight, we see that Arsenal losing to Newcastle, which they, they um, Newcastle, Bridge the gap on us to two points with us having a game in hand. Brighton drawing. Um, they're on 18 points. Newcastle on 20. We're on 22. Uh, Liverpool with a game in hand and Tottenham with a game in hand. We have a chance with a win to actually go above Arsenal. Um, so a win would see us, no matter what the other results, would see us uh, ensconced into the top four. Uh, and also, you know, well and truly, right in the firing line, for contention, no matter what anyone says, Two points off top. Who gives a crap what people say that we can't do it? Ra rah, rah. We would be two points off top. And 11 games does not lie. So it's extremely important. Obviously, going to Forest will be the away team. And our form, our best form this season has been at home um, so far. Our away form, um, where we've copped uh, a couple of unfortunate uh, losses there, is not too bad. Five games in... Um, Two wins, a draw, two losses. It's the goal difference that we copped in a couple of those games. Um, and we are taking on a Forest team um, that's won one game this season. As I said, you cannot take any team lightly. Um, at the moment, Forest in 11th on six points. But such is the um, state of affairs around the league that they would only be two points or are currently only two points clear of the relegation zone. It's hilarious because... They're only uh, a point off the top uh, 10. So two points clear of relegation, but only two points, uh, sorry, two points clear of relegation, but only a point off um, being in the top 10. 
uh, and a wind would actually see them, which you're not going to beat us, but a wind would actually see them um, climb up as high as high as eighth. Uh, so it's just one of those kind of seasons up the top and down below, so very, very close. We couldn't be uh, in in much better form than we are. Um, 12 point, uh, 13 points out of our past 15. Um, and I just think that it's going to be a very, very strong lineup for us tonight. Our predicted lineup, I think we'll obviously see Watkins up front uh, in great form. Diaby, the same thing. You know, seriously, if Diaby's not a $100 million player, I don't know who is. Um, again, Louise, Kamara, Cash, I would have. Um, I'd actually push Cash up. Dinya, Torres, Carlos, and Conza down back with Martinez would be my lineup. You could obviously change that in any way you want. Um, uh, such is the strength of our squad at the moment. Yes, Marino, Buendia, Ramsey, and Mings are out. But beside that, the, the team is just looking like it's just got so much depth at the moment. It's something that we have not had uh, in the longest time. You know, you could, without any doubt, um, see a number of players playing different positions. Uh, Tillemans, you know, s- certainly has started to do enough um, to be up there. Uh, Leon Bailey as well would be a hard press not to be um, up near the, the higher part of um, the team as well. I think he's done really well. We've been critical, especially myself, has been quite critical um, of uh, him at times. Um, but Bailey's really coming along. And I think that's the key to a team pushing um, for European success and also to be up in the higher echelons uh, of the ladder as well. But in saying that, you know, I could see certainly um, Bailey and Tillman starting in the game um, next week. Vital, vital game against AZ Alkmaar um, at home. So we're away to Forest and we're home to Alkmaar uh, next week. And Based on, on, on that, and we'll come to that a little bit later, that Elkmar game, we can put them to bed. Um, it, you know, we can, you know, go six points clear of them um, with two games to go. So I think I could see Bailey and Tillman certainly starting a game against uh, Elkmar. I don't think they'll start tonight. I definitely see um, uh, Tillman's coming on in about the 80th minute mark and, and um, Bailey coming on about the 75th or, or earlier. Um, so, look, can... We win this game, yes, we should. Um, the uh, Forest in the last five games have drawn three, lost two. They're in pretty poor form. Alanga's up front. Um, he, he's you know three assists and a goal. They they're just they're not a bad team at all. They just don't have a lot of threats right now. I'd be very very surprised if we can if we lose this game. Um, Chris Wood being their top scorer. I just think they're going to really struggle as the season goes on. They'll be competitive. Um, they'll certainly be in a lot of games, but I don't think they've got um, the firepower. And at the city ground, they're really good support there. Uh, around 30,000 capacity, but I expect Villa to put this one to bed early. Uh, there'll be some scares. There, there, there always will be. Um, but, you know, look, scores. Mm, 2-0 Villa. Like we'll we'll get the early goals and we'll hang on somewhat and you know what that's okay you you can't play brilliant football every game goal scorers are Diaby and Bailey's going to come in and score the second so two nil to the Forest oh to the Forest two nil to the Villa against Forest. So this will be the awkward part where I try and answer your questions. Normally you have a bit of a debate between us um, on those questions. So. Um, 
we'll go and have a look at the X or Twitter. It's still going to be Twitter to me. It's always Twitter to me um, page. And we had um, realistic. This is from Nick Francis. So this is on our Aussie Villains Twitter page. Nick Francis AVFC writes, realistically, what's our ceiling for this season? Um, I honestly have been saying it from the start, uh, Nick. The ceiling, there's seasons where things just happen. Realistically, I think we should be contending as long as we can, as deep as we can into the season. Uh, I think that we'll do a very deep run into Europe, uh, if not win that competition. Uh, I don't think we'll do cup runs outside of that. And come January, if we are still in contention with that very, very busy period, um, then the ceiling should be really fighting for a spot at the top of the table. I mean... I think we can make Europe this year. I think there'll be five positions on, on the coefficient. So aiming for, uh, when I say Europe, aiming for the Champions League should be an absolute. And if you're there in January and there's another signing or two, um, when we get Marino back, um, and we, who's not far off, uh, and, and, and and have a pretty healthy squad, then ceiling should be aiming for, you, you play to win. So go for the title. I'm sorry, I, 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 I think Champions League, I've been saying for a long time, is very much within reach. The ceiling should be in such a tight season where people are going to take points off each other at the bottom, points off each other at the top. Go for it. Take the advantage. You know, you can say, oh, we can build for the year and the year after. Those times never come. The time is now. So I think we can realistically, I think the ceiling is contending as long as we can um, for the title um, and not wanting anything less than making Champions League. I know that might sound overly optimistic, but why not? It's the kind of season that it is. Start Bailey over Zaniola for this one. He has been great last few outings. Well, said that before. Oh, look, I see no reason why he can't. I haven't chose him in my squad, but that doesn't mean that he won't. I think that he's worked really, really hard. It's very obvious that he's um, working hard on tracking back. Um, going forward has never been too much of the issue other than I always had the issue if he lost the ball he seemed to go to ground seemed to be his default position I think that the gaff has given him confidence the gaff has um, given him support more than likely on the track but definitely off it he's, he's made that obvious in, in many uh, of, of his press conferences and he's, he's said that post games as well so he's a fan of Bailey and I think Bailey's returning that favour so as I said, I don't think he will start, but um, it would not surprise you at all in that regards. So that was from Simo, Simon Mumford, 86. Great questions there. We only put these questions up late today, so really appreciate that. Uh, that is from Twitter. Uh, in terms of, um, we, we'll go and have a look if there's anything um, from our uh, Aussie Villains podcast and chat. So if you look up Aussie Villains podcast and Villa chat on Facebook, you can join there. And certainly um, we love posting things there as well. So we've got a couple of questions. Omar Haji, who is a fantastic supporter of the club, uh, really big supporter of our podcast and pages as well. He's written... With Cameron Archer scoring an absolute belter for Sheffield United last night and Jon uh, Dran apparently having some recent non-football-related issues, do we regret moving Archer on? And which of the other notable plays we moved on to other clubs in the last window do we think we could do a job at Villa 10 games in? Well, no, I have no regret. Like, I don't think um, at all, uh, Omar, that... Um, 
archers missed at the moment. I think our uh, where we're really missing at this point is down down back. Um, I think Cameron Archer, you know, we've got the the option of um, calling him back, um, you know, so I, I'm not stressed uh, about that at all. Um, I think it's great to see that him scoring that belt. And I love seeing uh, our players who are loaned out or, or, you know, permanently moved on. I love when they, they go on and do something as well. Um, so I don't regret moving Archer on. I don't think the club would at the moment. I think it's a really good decision with financial fair play and other considerations. Um, and he's such kind of a similar player to what we've got uh, in a lot of regards as well. And at this moment, um, do we think we could do a job at Villa 10? Who else do we think we could do a job uh, at Villa 10 games in? Well, Omar, I don't really... I don't think there is anyone when you go and have a look. The players who have moved on, some of them are playing really good football. There's no doubt in the world about that. Um, but there's no one there that you go, oh, I wish we brought those guys back. I love the question. It's a really fantastic question. Happy for anyone, including yourself, to to come back and, and, and name some of those players. But when I'm thinking of the club moving forward and... Um, getting to where we want, which is challenging for titles and, and um, playing consistently in Champions League, I think we keep replacing um, our loanees out or, or the players that we've moved on. I think we're replacing with bigger and better players. I mean, you look at Diaby and, and Zaniola, um, those kind of guys. I just think we're just so well positioned. I can't believe some of the players that we've picked up, you know, Carlos and Kamara uh, in the last few years. And even Tillemans at the moment, really not getting a game. We seem to be improving each of the players that have moved on. Um, but once again, fantastic questions. Look, I cannot wait for tonight's game. And thank you for those who've asked the questions and for those who respond. I cannot wait for tonight's game. As I said, midnight in Queensland. Um, at the same time, about half an hour later, my Miami Dolphins are playing. I love both clubs, so I'm really looking forward uh, at half time of the Villa game of flicking over to see the Dolphins. Uh, they are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, who are the favourites against us with Patrick Mahomes, but I just think we've got a good team there as well. So, uh, yeah, look, if you're an NFL fan, throw up who you follow there on our Aussie Villains um, Twitter feed or our Australian fans of Villa and our podcast page as well. So I'd love to see your responses there. Uh, well, I like his beard. Leader. Nice beard. Jedi, I would call him. It's, uh, he's just... He plays any role, really. He's, recently, he's been centre-half. Before, he's been midfield. He's been forward. He's just such a towering guy. He's, he leaves an impression wherever he goes, you know. We love him. He's one of those players that will give 100% all the time. He's one of those ones that will go out there and will give his all, all the time. Jedinak, again, uh, he gives 110% for the shirt. Um, and as with any player, that's all you can ask for as a fan, is that a player pulls the jersey on and goes out and gives it his best. And Jedinak does just that. He's a good leader, definitely a good leader. You know, he's passionate about Australia as he is for Villa. So. Australians... They like to read anything they do, stick in the sport, so I'm sure you know, they'll be giving their role as well. Yeah. And being an Aussie Villains podcast, it would be remiss of us for occasionally not to look at uh, former um, players who've come from Australia, for example, Michael John Millay-Yedinak. 
certainly was one of those um, players who was a captain of Australia uh, and captain of Villa, uh, born 3rd of August 1984. Uh, he's an assistant coach at Tottenham at the moment, so Ange is a massive fan of his. So having started off early in his career, like a lot of players, played in the old National Soccer League for Sydney United, um, went out on loan uh, to a couple of different clubs and played for Central Coast Mariners in the A-League, but came um, across uh, to England at Crystal Palace where he played 165 games for 10 goals. And yet... He played two. Um, he played from 2016 to 2019 at Villa, and didn't play as many games as I thought that he had. It was 70 games for Villa in some tough times for us as well. So he actually played more games for Australia, um, and he played for Australia for about 10, 11 years, um, playing 79 games for 20 goals, which was absolutely an amazing effort for someone who, you know, did take penalties but was a you know, a majority of a defensive midfielder and defender, but 70 games for Villa uh, with two goals, but was just loved um, at the club. And, 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 and certainly we understand why, because no matter where he's been, uh, Yednak has always um, given all, whether it was in Turkey, whether it was in Australia, um, and obviously in England at Crystal Palace and, and then at Villa. And to me, just such an amazing player because Look, he wasn't uh, always known as the most gifted player, but God, he fought hard. So, you know, uh, old, uh, Tony, old, old Tony uh, signed him and, he, and, and did it via Twitter. Um, but he scored his first goal uh, against Sheffield United um, back in 2017 as well. Um, and just, you know, he was released at the end of 2018, 2019, but he was absolutely fantastic for us, gave everything he could. Um, and very proud that uh, an Australian, another Australian represented us. He did, unfortunately, never get to represent us in the Premier League. It was all in the Championship and, you know, was very, very, very much uh, loved in that period of time. So thank you, Jedi, Jedi for your time with Villa. Thanks for joining us for another Aussie Villains podcast. Apologies that you only had to hear my voice. The boys were injured, no, predisposed. I I put the podcast on them at the very last moment. Hopefully, when you've listened to this, you're getting ready for the Forest game or you're listening to us post-Forest game and we've had a great win and my prediction of 2-0 is incorrect and we've actually won three or four. Had to play the cure uh, of Forest. Had to do that. But uh, certainly, let's hope that uh, just like the goth kings of England, the Cure, the Forest fans are feeling pretty glum uh, after we've beaten them. This is the Aussie Villains Podcast. Up the villa.